Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from StickerGiant. Let's get on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to Stickers on the Mic. I'm Andrew. Uh, very happy to be dialing in Gabby and Teresa from Avila Beach, California, in the Central Coast Aquarium. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. We're excited to be here. <laughs> um, I of course stumbled upon you all because I uh, I have this amazing octopus sticker that I saw and I I just loved, and uh, I was very excited to 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 talk to you all about what what goes on at the Central Coast Aquarium and why you would need stickers. Um, but tell us a little bit first of all um, about sort of where you're set. You are set in a very unique, beautiful place right there on the California coastline. So uh, tell us a little bit about Avila Beach. Well, it's always 70 degrees. <laughs> nice. Nice. It's a very small community. It's an old community uh, in the, I believe it was in the mid eighties, there was a big oil spill here and then they wound up completely rebuilt, rebuilding the entire beachfront. So um, it's very updated. It's right along the beach. It's all walking, huge shops, restaurants, really small, close knit community. And uh, everyone here loves the aquarium and we love the aquarium. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and the aquarium has quite the story, um, you know, uh, from from what you can see on the website. And uh, there's no shortage of uh, aquariums on the California coastline. Some are world famous, but you know, like you're saying, this is a tight knit community. I, I presume um, this is almost like a community aquarium in a way, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so it started um, in like the '90s. Correct. Sort of is like a dream. Mm-hmm. Sort of a, of of a, of a person named Russ, mm-hmm. um, and talk a little bit about starting up how how this whole dream became a reality. So uh, the Kesey Kesey Kesage Kesage, um, they were both, I believe, marine biologists, and they started with the dream of just like educating the public about marine education. Um, so they would just hang out on the pier and bring out the animals to people just passing by or asking questions. And then after that oil spill, they um, donated this building, which we're in now, the aquarium. And um, after a few, after it was built, we were able to open to the public with school programs first. In 2010, we started our school programs. And then after that, a few years, we started to open to the community so that we can also reach the community with marine science. Um, so we're able to now teach both community and students about marine science education and stewardship. That's awesome. Uh, I grew up at the, uh, Shed Aquarium in Chicago. It's a favorite place and our family does a lot of time at the Denver Aquarium here, but there's nothing quite like being in a building on the ocean, you know, seeing marine <laughs> life, you know, that's yep. lake ecosystems are different. And obviously we have next to no water in Colorado, so that doesn't count. Right. Um, so, you know, for about 12 years, you've been doing this, um, this educational program um, and you're kind of open to the public uh, as well. I'm sure COVID of course plays into s- sort of the recent history, but um, you know, for all these de- decades now, right. You've been doing this ser- serving thousands. Um, how do you uh, create sort of a personal touch for people? I think part of it is that they, we are small and we're face to face with every single person that walks in here. You're not buying tickets online. You're not going through, you know, a big open door, maybe just somebody that says, hi, you're actually talking to the people every single day 
that work in the aquarium with the animals and are educate the ones actually educating you. So because we are small, because we are a tiny little gym, uh, the people that you deal with are the people that are actually doing all the stuff behind the scenes as well. So for example, today I'm going to help out as the ladies go to the tide pools to do some collecting and I'm going to work the front desk. So all of the guests that come in today are talking to the executive director and that's not uh, normal in uh, larger businesses. Right. Right. Very cool. Yeah. So Teresa, you said you're the executive director, uh, Gabby, what's your role there? I'm the director of operations. Nice. I'm talking to the directors today, um, <laughs> but, uh, um, which is cool. But um, so, but you all are in charge of like programming and evolving and growing, you know, the operation and making sure that it's sustainable. Um, how, do, how have you gone about doing that? Again, of course, COVID throws a wrench into to regular plans, but how does the Central Coast Aquarium within that community provide programming that if I'm just driving down the coast, I want to check out, but also if I live in town or within, you know, striking distance, I, I would be like, let's go to the aquarium for the whatever, you know what I mean? So our organization is, the majority is volunteer based. So we rely heavily on our volunteers and um, because of COVID, we've really been hurting for volunteers. Um, I think before COVID we were open six days a week for, I don't know, six hours that yeah, day. I think we don't know for sure. Cause we weren't here. Yeah. Well now we're just open four days a week and three hours every day. But um, yeah, we wouldn't be able to do any of this without volunteers and everything that we can do now is because our volunteers. So um, yeah, we, we, we rely on our volunteers and um, they help us with our school programs, our exhibit hall operating hours, our aquarium behind the scenes, feeding fish, prepping food, all of that. Right. Yes, indeed. Uh, those folks are, you know, the core of how the human touch gets brought in. Um, you all have some cool programs like the Discovery Lab, the Floating Lab. What's up with the Floating Lab? It's yeah, a yeah. really cool one. So actually, when I was in high school, my high school teacher brought us to the aquarium and that was the first time I saw the ocean. We went on the boat and I was like, whoa. <laughs> and on the boat, we're able to be on there for like two hours. And while we were on there, what we do is like, we throw a net out, we um, reel in and we catch in some fish and then identify them. And then after we're done, identify them, we toss them back in the water. And then there was like a little lesson on the boat as well. Like, I think we were learning about marine mammals and then we'll come back onto the aquarium and we did like a squid dissection and then we explored the aquarium as well. But um, it provides like a great opportunity for many students that like don't even know or like don't have an e easy access to the beach and like you can yeah. see it. And even if you cool. live in California, you might never, like you said, you haven't seen the ocean. Exactly. Until, like, yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. yeah. Um, we did a squid dissection with our kids for a little homeschool assignment last year. And so that's a cool, like just really hands-on thing when you're studying the anatomy of any, any sort of creature. Um, weird yeah. big creature people in this household. Um, so you got the floating lab, the discovery lab um, is a way to, you know, engage with the community in different ways too, right? For teachers. And then you have this marine life monitoring program. How, how do you kind of run that program? That's actually kind of a newer program that we're trying to implement right now. It's been in existence previously. Um, I'm looking currently for a new director of education 
And these programs will morph uh, a little bit with that person so that they can Mm. take ownership of it as they teach them. But the marine life monitoring would be, again, on like being outside of the aquarium and observing the ocean because we're we're literally right here. That's awesome. They're checking out the sea otters, sea lions, and just seeing what you can see out there. I mean, we do have on a regular basis, there's tons of whale watching that happens out here. And they'll they'll come into the bay and swim around and you can go out in one of the piers and just observe them. It's absolutely gorgeous. Or you can go to the tide pools and like yep. take some there. You also like take the tide pools to people too, right? You have like a whole traveling circus here. It sounds like of all the <laughs> chitons and sea anemones and keyhole limpets are on the road. It's <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah, we had our giant fundraiser this la- our annual fundraiser this last year um, a little earlier than we normally do due to COVID. We wanted to just we needed we needed to do a fundraiser mm. as soon as we could start doing stuff. It was you know a couple of weeks later. And we did raise enough money and received a few donations to be able to purchase a van Mm. because we only had one vehicle. And it was really challenging because we had to empty the back of the truck of the big giant water tank in order to put the touch tanks, the mobile touch tanks into the back of the truck. So there was just so many things that we had to do, but we were able to acquire a small transit van, which we're Mm. very excited about. Um, And we can actually put those touch tanks right into the back. It's, just and people can come on the vehicle and then come go off or whatever. Well, we actually take them off the vehicle and we will put them in like, for example, there's talk about maybe going to one of the local hotels and doing something for their guests on the weekends. Yeah. Um, but we also would go to elementary schools and use like the multi-purpose room or go to one specific classroom and the touch tanks are literally on wheels. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so lots of programming, you know, especially when you go to the website, folks at centralcoastaquarium.com. Um, you can rent the facility. There's camps. Sea Otter Awareness Week seems like a big deal there. Yes. yes. What's that we all about? We actually, and Gabby can touch base on this as well. We actually had a meeting with uh, the lady that's in charge of Sea Otter Savvy, which okay. is a program that, or an organization that actually helps educate people in the community about um, sea about otters. sea otters in general. And the but disturbance. The dis- how much they get disturbed. And she actually has volunteers that go out and um, just monitor and then take notes on everything. I mean, people in kayaks, desert, you know, uh, disturb sea otters. And, you know, you're looking at boats and you're looking, there's a lot of elements. And so yeah. they're right, I mean, they're right here. And they're right here on the water, right off the, right off the piers. And there are a lot of people that disturb them and it really messes with their life cycles. So Gabby can more to that too, but there's a lot of education about that because there's so many of them. Yeah. And so for that specific week, I believe that, um, we just hang out on the pier and we're just informing the community. Yeah. about. Yeah. Like here it's prairie dogs, you know what I mean? They're like everywhere, yeah. but they're like, a native species. So it's like, yeah. this is their, this is where they grew up, you know? Yeah. Our arms are endangered. Yep. Yeah. Well, these, uh, they're not endangered here, <laughs> um, uh, but yes, they're part of our, our world here. Um, so again, I was drawn to this amazing sticker um, folks. It's hard to see obviously on a podcast, but I put it in my notebook cause it's this orange octopus. Okay. Um, that is a cool die cut custom shape. Um, and it's got your establishment date, of course. Um, how are y'all using these stickers? 
So we actually recently just got them. Um, the stickers we had before were our full logo with the name and everything. That's like yeah. the sign on the building. And when we ran out of those stickers, I'm like, hey, let's do something a little bit different. Because I mean, yeah. the name's cool, but let's actually pull the octopus out of our logo and make that a sticker. Because I feel like if we do that, and then because the other one also is a rectangle, a little bit, a little bit boring. But if we take the octopus out and die cut it, and then actually put the name in it and add, like you said, the established year. I just think it's more eye-catching. It's a great, great color. Um, and I feel I felt like that would be something people would want to put on their cars more, want to put on notebooks, computers, all that kind of stuff. And, and it's, it's a better a, visual. It's an, like, yeah. it's an octopus because um, we do have a giant Pacific octopus here. We don't have one right now in the aquarium, but if we ever do, we hold it for rehabilitation and yeah. then release it because they don't have a really long lifespan. But um, yeah, yeah. we have the giant Pacific octopus it's on there. That's awesome. I I wonder what kind of uh, what kind of creature it was. So that's now we know. <laughs> um, so you're excited for this year. Obviously, it sounds like you got a lot of plans and goals, and and we're all trying to bounce back and get people into our our locations and as we uh, move through this uh, pandemic thing. Um, how, um, you know, what, what's next for you all? So right now, um, we're starting to talk about our annual fundraiser. We're putting it back. It's called catch of the central coast. We're putting it back to where it originally has been historically, which is in September, but I'm also looking to bring in another event to replace when we did it this last year, which would be in June. So we're looking to do a fundraiser in June. Um, that's a little bit smaller scale, and then our annual fundraiser, the big one, the bougie one, it's like a five course meal, sit down. Uh, that one is going to be in September again, and it's called Catch of the Central Coast. So we're just starting to really focus on that and focusing on um, hiring a director of education uh -huh. and really just trying to get more volunteers so that we can be more open to the public than we currently are. More volunteers. Yeah. More memberships. Right. Oh, yes. Yes. More fundraisers, more stickers, more creatures, Just more. Um, more programming, more and more and more. But yeah, no, I mean, sure all of it's focused on what's that? For sure, more creatures. We're going to, as we're collecting today, so we'll no see shortage, we'll find maybe another octopus. <laughs> um, 75 different species, it says you have. Uh, I'm sure they come and they go, but you've got sea stars and crabs and sharks and jellies and all that fun stuff. Um, it's funny that it's from time to time you have a, on the website, from time to time, a giant Pacific octopus. Like, what do they just rent a room for a little while? Like, what, <laughs> like, what, like how does that work? Do you have a special hoteling program for that? <laughs> we uh, actually have uh, local fishermen that sometimes will pull up an octopus and we've got some relationships and that's when it's caught through bycatch. Yeah. Just, and then it's like, let's have them hang out for a little bit and then get them back out there. Yep, just, exactly. Uh, that's so cool. <laughs> um, well, um, good luck to you and your board and everybody who's trying to, you know, keep that place going. And I love your sticker and uh, we appreciate everything from you all and enjoy the weather, obviously. Good for you. <laughs> always, always. As I'm sitting through a snowstorm here in Long Island, <laughs> I'm really sorry. That's <laughs> um, nah, okay. You know, it has its moments, but I do love the central coast of California. It is really a beautiful place. And um, if uh, anyone is out there listening, you find yourself heading from Morro Bay on your way down south, make sure you stop at the Avila Beach uh, yeah. uh, area there and hang out for a little bit and check out the aquarium. 
um maybe play some golf there across the river um well anyway <laughs> folks uh thank you for uh tuning in uh it's always my pleasure to be andrew and gabby and Teresa. have a wonderful day and thank you for all you do for your patrons Thank you so much. We say every sticker has a story on the show. This one is this amazing giant Pacific octopus die cut sticker that helps everyone remember how much fun they had at the Central Coast Aquarium. And uh, until next time, uh, be well and take care of each other. That wraps up this episode of Stickers on the Mic, brought to you by StickerGiant.com. You can download us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customer sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to StickerGiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic.